Hello, dear listeners. This is your MC Landon here with a few pre-show notes. First and foremost, welcome back to St. Fleur. We're so happy to have you here, and thank you for visiting again. From here on, we will be resuming a bi-weekly release schedule, so make sure to keep your ears peeled on Tuesdays. And finally, before we get started today, I want to give a special thanks to Ogre from Corpses and Curios for guest editing this episode. Corpses and Curios is another actual play podcast, and they are currently running Urban Shadows. So if you are looking for something new to listen to or have some extra time, consider go checking them out. As we open, we're sitting in the square of five points, watching the snow that's beginning to fall. The streets are quiet, the middle of the day seeing most citizens at their day jobs. A young couple walk arm in arm into Soul's Diner, giggling as they take refuge from the snow. As the door closes, the piece is broken by an echoing gunshot. Sparrows taking flight away from the manors in a squawking panic. And then, almost as if it didn't happen, peace returns to the square of five points. So let's open where the action is right now. Silk, you and Julian heard a gunshot, and Julian's eyes very quickly turn red, and he just knocks over his king and is, like, moving to go into the basement. Well, it looks like I win, then. I go uh, follow him into the basement. Jeremiah, you have a brief moment to still do something before the two of them, or Alistair. Either of you, but Alistair is, like, on the floor, bleeding out. Leonard is going to die for his gun and shoot Alistair. That's uh, what his instincts are telling him to do. Just put down the shooter before he can shoot you. I want you to keep your cool to get your gun. Tell the MC what situation you want to avoid. Leonard wants to avoid being weaponless. Shit. That's a miss. Leonard, you are sprawling for the weapon and like right before you can get your hand on the gun a foot lands on it and just digs down and it like breaks into two pieces and you see the friendly vampire who was you know fixing everything earlier leaning down looking at you not so friendly like looks like everyone's having fun down here get out of my way you pathetic insect. Please don't. <laughs> Alistair, you seem to have quite a lot of your insides outside. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, well, I could see to that for you, but you do realize I don't do things for free very often. Yeah, yeah, get to it, please. Silk! Kill that son of a bitch! Please don't. Call me this. Why would I do that? Leonard, as you're, like, throwing this fit, 
Julian, like, reaches down and grabs you by, like, the collar and just lifts you up off of the ground. What's it take, Silk? I sent that fuck from your country away. I could have handed you over to him. Instead, I fed him to a werewolf. Maybe. So get rid of that pathetic, sorry excuse for a person. Are you using a debt? I will use up to two debts to get you to kill Alistair. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to have to try and refuse that. So let's see what happens. Alright, I'll mark wild for cashing in a debt. Roll with heart. That is an 11. You weasel out of the deal, but you still owe the debt. Jeremiah, I'm afraid I can't quite do that. Well, I could, but I'm afraid Julian there would take uh, rather offense to that, and you still wouldn't get what you want. But... Why don't you calm down a bit and we can talk about it? You do still owe me a favor or two for hiding certain artifacts for you. And I will... Can we get to the healing already? Just a moment. I do have to uh, make sure everything's in order first. So call it a favor for you to uh, calm down and not get yourself and Alistair deadified. Fine. Lovely. Uh, Leonard will turn to Julian. Put me the fuck down. He just lets go of you. Not gently, at all. Leonard will pick himself up. As he's doing that, can Alistair pass out? I feel like he's passing out from blood loss here. Yeah, that's fine. Alistair can go ahead and pass out. Yeah, he's out. Might be a good time to just fade to black there and come back to when Alistair's awake. I will heal you. Uh, I'm assuming you would give me a debt or two for that? Making sure you don't die? As many as it takes. No being sexy with Alistair? There will be, but I don't, what will Julian do if he sees that happening? Keeping Alistair alive is in line with Julian's goals? We have the scene cutting down to uh, Silk leaning down towards uh, Alistair. Victor, as we are trying to stabilize our not-a-wizard, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, this radio mostly works. Um, in this car, uh, I've tuned it to some hard rock station because, of course, he did. Um, and I'm driving to go find Celia Mendoza. All right. How are you going about doing that? I'm assuming my mom texted me instructions on how to contact her. So I'm just following those instructions and seeing if she shows up or someone representing her shows up. Okay, roll to hit the streets with mortality. That is a six. So you get to the uh, proposed meeting spot. It's like a not Starbucks. It's the Java Roaster. And it's, you know, it's in in Hollis Crossroads, which is like the super family-friendly neighborhood. She doesn't show up. Like, she's late. As you're sitting there did you get yourself like a coffee or yeah a black coffee you're sitting there with your black coffee and you hear the jingle of the door open um, and you see someone walk in who is a tall gentleman very broadly built he's got like that uh, lumberjack who takes care of himself aesthetic no it's good 
get the strong scent of wolf. Do I know this man? You know he's not in your pack. Can I put a face to a name? But you can roll put a face to the name and see if you know him. I rolled a four. <laughs> no, you do not know this man. There's something that's distinctly different about his scent from your pack and the wolves that you're used to dealing with. Seems to be just going about his own business. He's buying a cup of coffee and sits at a table and he appears to be waiting for somebody. Mind if I sit down here? He doesn't seem surprised at all that you walked up and smiles and by all means, glancing down at the clock on his phone. I don't think I'm the person you're looking for, but I know a lot of people your type, and I don't know you. I'd like to fix that. I'm Victor. The gentleman offers his hand. I'm Axel. I shake his hand. What is bringing you out to this lovely little coffee shop today? I... Thought your type tend to kept more to downtown. And he says it very matter of the fact, like not judgmentally. Yeah. With someone as well. Well, hopefully we're not waiting for the same person. That would be a shame. Or maybe a nice coincidence. I'm waiting for Celia. I am familiar with her. Fair enough. And he kind of just like leans back and looks at you a little bit. And what are you trying to get your hands on then? I'm looking to pack some iron for when I'm uh, not nine feet tall. <laughs> it's possible the person who I'm meeting with today could help you in that scenario. Well, my connect doesn't seem to be showing up. Uh, I'd be uh, very grateful if you could help me out. Of course. What's a favor between cousins? Uh, Victor smiles and like lifts up his coffee at the point of ascent. And as we get that shot of Victor doing that, we see the door behind Victor open and Dinah Simmons walk into the coffee shop. Hey, Alex. So the last thing you got from Cass was about the issue is that her and I's um, objectives are the same. And I think uh, Alex is being very polite here. He's going to just wait as long as it takes her for her to elaborate on that because it probably will take her a minute yeah so we get that minute of alex sitting there being patient i mean you're 200 years old what's another three minutes right i when i was in the orphanage i was one of the kids they were raising to be part of the parish i suppose i i thought they were my family I never really quite followed everything, and when I got knocked out the way I did, I mean, it's I wasn't supposed to consider it like that. It was supposed to be such an honor, but I was angry, and I, I would feel her and see her at the edge of my consciousness, and a year or two went by, and all I could still think of was revenge. And she offered to help. Revenge on whom? The whole organization that can continue to support and allow such evil to befall children. There we have no disagreement. I've been somewhat vexed with the parish for a while myself. And 
you believe that these recent killings are then justified. She visibly winces when you say recent killings. I didn't do anything to stop them. I wouldn't necessarily expect you to. Understand, I am sympathetic to your situation and to your cause. Too much has been done in this city under guise of secrecy and consolidation of temporal power. I intend to bring those parties to light and to heal. And if that aligns with what you seek, then I will assist you. But we need to establish trust. So tell me why. Why what? Let's start with Kieran Shearer. Kieran was one of their oracles. I was using my position during the day as the PI to identify potential targets. And the ones that she took interest in, we were trying to find the Fleur. Did you? Yes. And am I correct in assuming this is the, for lack of a better word, let's call it a ghost in the Point Claire bell tower? Ooh, you are, you are getting into dicey territory. Um, right? The ghost is someone different. The ghost is the, the true figurehead. Cass's eyes kind of sheen over black because, like, this is something that Leon knows about and is, like, getting angry. It's my damn mother. Ah, uh, Mabel. Hello, Leon. I actually wanted to ask you a question as well. You having fun breaking my girl? There is a small amount of breakage necessary to make things whole sometimes. You apparently owe a demon something. Me. I believe the phrase, where her loyalties lie, came up. I don't owe any demon anything, and it's not my fault that my mom turned me into one. So this is more your mother's debt than yours. It's more of a, oh, just because you are a demon, you have to work with us. They've tried it many times. I see. Let me ask you, what would you have me do? They know where you are. They believe that you owe them some sort of loyalty or allegiance, and they want to pass along that message. I have a mind to allow them to pass the message, and that be the end of it. Is that acceptable to you? That's fine with me, though I am impressed that he found me. That brings us to the second part of this. Why do you want to take down Fleur's Watch? What they did to... Cast and every one of the vessels before her is only a sliver of what was done to me. Well, seems like you have a good cause. Then. I'm no stranger to revenge myself. I do have one condition, though. Cassandra took you in when she was a child. That is not a decision that was made with anything approaching full knowledge. So, if I can get you out of her and into a body of your own. Will you agree to that? If you can find a way to do it without killing her, then yes. Of course. And I think, uh, I think Alex at that point just looks a little bit... Like, he's, he's starting to put a few things together. In two days, I'm going to meet with Rosalie Mercier to solidify the ends of this plan. In two days, you and Darby Albrecht will have your conversation. I will be there and I'll make sure that nothing happens to you. And shortly thereafter, I intend to separate you and Cassandra. Do we have a deal? I stand by as long as it doesn't kill Cass. You have my word. Uh, Leon offers you a hand. Yeah, Alex will shake. And as we get that shake...
Let's go back to team. Let's stabilize Alistair from dying. Alistair, you're coming back too. That's good. Uh, Jeremiah has uh, calmed himself down and is wrapping uh, the burns on his arm with some gauze. It does appear that we're missing someone. Uh, one of the uh, the other Lockwood. <sighs> she was an idiot and jumped into a portal. Quick question, are we all in the same room, or did you all, like, put Alistair in his bed or something? That seems like too much work. Yeah, I assumed this is all still in the basement. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That's not really a good place for mortals to be. Fun place of vacation, though. No. The fuck are you still doing in my house? Calm down, everything... There won't be any more shots today. Make me fucking leave. Still have work to do. You fucking shot me! Oh, oh, he's going to hold up his hand, uh, just like the Burns and Lichtenberg patterns along it. And what about this, Alistair? That is entirely non-lethal. It's like comparing apples and gunshot wounds. Non-lethal! I got fucking lucky. I only just like, you only just fucking messed up my hand and not the rest of my body. I could have messed up much more. You're welcome. And you did it on someone holding a loaded firearm? You're a fucking idiot, you know that? I didn't For think you'd demons? pull the trigger. Jesus, you're fucking unbelievable, you know that? I've been told as much before. Why did you shoot each other? I was attempting to stop them from being, doing something ridiculously stupid. He was trying to murder Theodora, and I would rather her not be murdered quite yet. I was... Not going to murder her yet. Guns usually kill people, down. Jeremiah. They're also very good at stopping people from doing stupid, stupid decisions sometimes. Apparently not, because my cousin went to hell. Good. Maybe she'll die down there. Oh, I highly doubt that. That means I got shot for nothing. So, are uh, we all friends again? No. <laughs> not <laughs> In the slightest. Oh, well, that's too bad. Can we leave you two here without trying to kill each other? Um, we do still have a game upstairs. Though, I do think I'll have Julian in about three moves. I forfeited anyways. Fine. Quick question, MC. Yep. How close is Alistair to the uh, scanner setup? Oh, no. Oh, no. I imagine Jeremiah is still closer to it than Alistair. But, like, eh? Within reasonable distance. I mean, your cat is kind of, like, propped up on, like, a column or a bookcase right now. Okay. I'm just gonna uh, keep that in mind for later on. I'm leaving. I've got enough material to be working with. So, uh, Jeremiah is going to uh, start packing up his laptop and scanner. Give me just a second. I want to look through my options real quick. Please don't make me embarrass Jeremiah by trying to unleash an attack with blood. <laughs> uh, first, can I use my ring to have a short vision about what can go wrong from me trying to destroy this setup? I.e. use my foresight spell. Yes. Yeah, we get the kind of misty shift that we get whenever Alistair does this. And the thing that is most likely to go wrong, like in the iterations you see, is in almost any of them, Jeremiah like 
tries to lash back out at Alistair when Alistair goes, like, when you go for the scanner. But before he can, like, Julian just straight up mercs him in quite a few iterations. Mercs, like, kills? Yes. Like, Julian has gone full defensive bodyguard mode on you right now. And, like, if you get anybody to attack you... Okay, so... Alistair definitely wants to destroy this. Jeremiah, are you good with however this plays out? Shall he do that? Uh... Or would you rather he not? Because if you don't want him to, that's fine. I'll just say that he decides it's not worth it and move on. Uh, as a player, you do you. Also, as an MC note, like, I will give you opportunities to get Jeremiah out of there. Just for the sake of the spell, mm. that's what Alistair saw. In that case, Alistair's gonna try to fry it. Are you aiming for the laptop or the scanner first? Well, presumably things would be stored on the laptop, so I'm going for that. Shit. Alright, um, are you using your your magic? Yes. Okay. How are you doing that? Like, are you, is that a let it out? Uh, I was going to ask whether you would want me to roll let it out or unleash an attack. I think this one's a let it out because um, you're trying to take definite hold of something vulnerable. That's an 11. So, Jeremiah, you do have the option to try to get in the way and at least down to 7 to 9. Oh, God. More than one person get in the way? Or uh, can only one person try it? I think more more than one person can try to get in the way, I think. Um, at most, you're going to bring it down to a 7, though. Yeah, I mean, Jeremiah is definitely going to try and get in the way. Uh, roll with power to get in the way. 10? Okay, so on a hit, give them... Sorry, yeah, 10. So on a hit, give them a plus 1 or minus 2 to their roll. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Minus two. Are you sure you don't want it to be a plus one? Yes. But the good news is you do not expose yourself to danger, entanglement, or cost. Alistair, you get to choose one and corruption. Uh, like you said, I assume that would be taking definite hold of something vulnerable or exposed. Yeah. Uh, in non-game terms, I just want to fry his hard drive, basically. Jeremiah, I think you're able to get the scanner, but you can't get the laptop. All right. What does this look like? Are you zapping it or? Uh, yeah, I'm like full on. Well, no, I've been doing lightning today, so I'll just do lightning bolt from the fingertip. It wasn't the scanner. He said that was worth a lot of money. I'm not that much of a dick. Jeremiah's going to whip around. Absolute murder in his eyes. Reach for the gun, which he doesn't have anymore. Ah, uh, did. Jeremiah have an internet connection down here in this shithole? <laughs> Does the Lockwood Manor have Wi-Fi? You have a phone with a hotspot? I don't know if Jeremiah has. Would that be a keep your cool? Retroactive keep your cool, did you save everything to the- Yeah. You keep good data hygiene? Alright, yeah, let's uh keep my cool. Did things successfully upload in this shitty-ass basement through my phone. Partial success? You are not going to have everything, for sure. You probably have enough. Might take a little bit of convincing. Jeremiah is going to look back at Alastair, murder in his eyes, notice the angry vampire standing near him, uh, and just sort of, like, turn back away and calm himself down. Check his phone, see which ones uploaded and which ones didn't. Cringe aside, seeing how much mobile data he's had to use on this venture. A lot. (laughs) I think he's just gonna, like, brazenly take books that didn't upload. 
Can I roll to have him not do that? Okay. Um, let it out. You're letting out your secret tragic backstory of being a burglar. He could also hypothetically keep it, keep his cool to avoid being noticed. That's true. Yeah. Or or mislead, distract, or trick someone. Yeah. Let's um. Let's try and do the mislead, distract, or trick. Jeremiah will try and like shove some books into sophis for safekeeping. While having the appearance of just like calming himself down and packing up his stuff to leave. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Oh, now I get a 12. Okay, so Alistair, no, there's really not a way for you to get in the way of this. That's fair. All right, so pick three, Jeremiah. Uh, I will create an opportunity to steal the books. We'll avoid further entanglement. Jeremiah just wants to leave, and Alistair probably won't notice them. So uh, you confuse him for some time. All right. Yeah, Alistair's got no ideas what books he's got, so... You didn't know you had a first edition Alice in Wonderland. <clears throat> That's half eaten by moths. All right, so is Jeremiah just, like, packing up his stuff and storming out? Yep, leaving. Enough of his shit. Is there anybody, anything, anybody else wants out of this scene? Uh, did Jeremiah leave his gun behind? It What's is broken on it? the floor. Because a vampire okay. did just, like, angrily stomp it into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alistair's just going to, like, take that and put it away in a drawer somewhere. Meta note, uh, in case I need to track Jeremiah later, I believe that would count as an object that belongs to him. That it would. Poor Jeremiah. Forgetting about the evidence left of the crime scene. I feel so bad for him right now. So let's go torture his girlfriend some more. Back at the Java Roaster. Dinah went and got herself a, like, latte or something. And um, has walked up to the table, uh, greeted Axel warmly, and then Axel's, oh, this is um, a new friend of mine. And uh, she turns to you, Victor. I'm Victor. Dinah Simmons, it's a pleasure. I stand up, shake her hand. Uh, Victor Margaret. I'm glad that you could tell that there was the hand extension in my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she sits down next to Axel after the two of you shake hands and looks at Axel, looks at you. And and I suppose if you're um, a friend, you're needing something or else Axel might have asked you to step away. Yeah, I'm looking for uh, a weapon to be using uh, when I'm not... You know who I am. Dinah smiles. And what type of weapon are you looking for, Mr. Margaret? I was just hoping for a shotgun. Well, I haven't moved such mundane goods in a while, but pretty sure I still have some in my stash. You wouldn't happen to have a bulletproof vest, too? Uh, roll to persuade an NPC. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm very good at this. That's a five. Dinah just smiles a little bit, and it's that very polite professional smile, and sips her latte and says, I'm sorry, I normally don't uh, keep goods that are so, well, I've normally asked for much more interesting things than a bulletproof vest, and uh, the only one I have is my own. I would never take someone's (laughs) personal bulletproof vest, so don't worry. So you deal in more metaphysical items antiques acquisitions that sort of thing 
Victor Nas. Interesting that I know you someone ended like up that. here then. Well, I'm not looking for something hmm. odd. I'm looking for um, a gun. If you could uh, get that to me, I would be very grateful. Of course, but um, given what I know about you, there might be a favor I'll need down the line for it. Of course. And like she pulls a planner out of her bag, doesn't even look, just reaches in, pulls it out, uh, flips it open. And like everything in this planner, when you get a glance at the pages, is like written in code. Uh, it makes zero sense to you, whatever she's looking at. Well, you know, I think I stashed one at a friend of mine's place. Um, let me just step out, give him a call, see when he's available. That would be fantastic. Uh, Dinah steps up and steps outside. Uh, Jeremiah, your phone starts ringing. Jeremiah will be like angrily loading stuff into his car. Look at the phone. Take a deep breath. Smooth his hair back a bit. Uh, an answer. <sighs> hey, Dinah. How's it going? It's going. I need something I left at your place. I have another client. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What do you need? So, I know this is going to sound weird because I know I don't normally move weapons. Um, but a while mm -hmm. ago, things were a little dicey and you were out of town and I might have stashed a sawed-off shotgun under your couch. Huh. Interesting place for it, but all right. I was sleeping there and wanted it to be easily available. Wait, why were you on the couch? Why didn't you just take the bed? There's less windows in your living room. It, hmm. it was a thing. I don't hmm. like it. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, um... You want me to just like drop it off with them in person, or you want me to bring it to you? Um. Well, I mean, he's not a regular client of mine, so I mean, I'm assuming, as usual, you will practice discretionary interest, blah blah blah, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the police chief's son, Victor. Oh, you're familiar with him. Yeah. Um. Ostensibly, we're friends. Well, perfect. I. I I see no way I lose in this scenario. Yeah, if you just want to give it to him yourself, then that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh see him again later today. I'll I'll hand it off to him then. Perfect. I'll let him know that you have it. I'll continue the meeting I'm actually here for. And maybe you and I can get brunch tomorrow? Uh Jeremiah will pull out his calendar, realize tomorrow is brunch day. It's like shit, I forgot about Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I don't have, just, it's been a busy day for me. You, like, can feel her kind of hesitate on whether she should ask if you talk about it or not. Because, like, things are getting better between the two of you, but it's still, like, a little... Something happened today, and I need some advice. Are you able to come over to my place later today? Yeah, this, this meeting shouldn't take the rest of my day. Alright, I'll, um, see you in a bit. Yeah, I'll... I'll see you then. Click. Jeremiah will text Victor. Hey, gun you want is at my apartment. Go over. I'll hand it over to you. We'll get the other thing sorted oh, out. Sounds good. Uh, Victor, did you and Axel have like any important 
conversation or did you just shoot the shit while Dinah was outside? I think I tried to figure this guy out. Yeah, that, that seems like a good idea. Go ahead and... Through the lens of, like, shooting the shit with a, a new friend. A machismo style. You know, you get the yeah. idea. Yeah, I get it. So that's uh, roll with... Uh, oh, yeah, no, sorry. It is mind. Don't roll with the faction. That is a 10. Okay, so you get to hold three because on a hit you hold two and you are both in the night faction. Excellent. What's your character hoping to get from Dinah Simmons? Axel and Dinah's relationship started out as being, you know, purely business. He was looking for um, certain, like, armors and weapons to outfit the rest of his pack with to help better protect them against, um, you know, like, any... Their territory is really not too far from, like, the brigade's territory. Um, so he was looking to, like, beef up protections, and he doesn't really like humans, but he has a crush on her, basically. He's actively pursuing oh. her, um, and, like, she hasn't totally brushed him off. He's just laying it on thicker and thicker. And, like, you can tell Aww. that by kind of, like, the bit of, like, when you ask him about, like, oh, like, how'd you, like... What are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he's saying this is a business meeting, but it's kind of a lot more date. Um, and you can tell just by the way that, like, he, like his body posture when he's talking and stuff. That's great. What does your character worry might happen? What are his concerns at this time? Um, so his major concerns at this time are the uh, consolidation of power amongst the humans he like familiar with the covens and the you know hocus pocus that's going on there and even in the last 10 years has watched it become more and more you know there's not the small covens anymore there's just the big ones and he's worried about having that sort of kind of allyship among humans means that if they turn their attention towards either taking down the vampires or the werewolves or the fae, that they could. The church has been a problem for me quite a bit recently as well. God, they just... Isn't checks and balances supposed to be, like, a thing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're not a government. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but it's not like... Uh, no, pedos do this. It's not like your mother and I... And just cuts himself off. It's not like I work for the cops or anything. <laughs> Shit, I guess I am part of the government. Fuck. <laughs> just keep telling yourself you're not a cop. He's not a cop. <laughs> he is a baron. And it's that's kind of worse. Yeah. The last question I want to ask is, how could I put your character in my debt? Fun story time, because as a GM, I fleshed out story that didn't necessarily need to happen, but... I got it ready. You kind of get the impression that when he mentioned Ileana, that like, even though you're kind of totally unaware of whatever pack politics are going on here, that there's tension between the Margaret pack and his pack. However, he mentions Cynthia, who is your aunt. Sure. And she came from his pack originally before she married into the Margaret pack. And he has not really like gotten to meet with her since then because it's like a thing sure yeah and like if you could get a message to her or like get him in contact with her yeah definitely be in your debt hey listen i'll pass a message along i won't promise she'll contact you back 
But if someone's making her not, she's a free woman. She should be able to do whatever she wants, right? She wants to talk. She should be able to talk. I'll try and make it happen. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would mean a, a lot to me. And like, he like just grabs some of the napkins and like starts jotting something down. And that's when Dinah comes back in. Hey, Dinah. Uh, the guy have the thing? Yes, it is my R, evidently, mutual friend Jeremiah. Well, that, okay. I did not know you knew Jeremiah. I, I know Jeremiah. Um, and she kind of like... Um, now I want to figure out Dinah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I am not going to stop you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to do that. We're getting some good exposition on stuff going on. Yes. That is a nine. All right. So on a set, on a hit, hold two on a set. Absolutely. Honestly, I prefer it this way. It's, it is more fun this way. Um, we can shift to someone else yeah. for a bit if we would rather. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go ahead yeah. and circle back around to Alex. Maybe. Alex, do you know what you want to do next? After this conversation with Cass slash Leon, uh, Alex is going to kind of see himself out and give them some room. Just to uh, unwind, because I need to, I guess there's no real easy way to put this. Alex needs a body, and there's a couple of ways I can go about getting one. But I think the first thing I want to do is make a phone call <laughs> to Alistair, as it turns yes, out. Yes, beautiful. So I think I think Alex is kind of leaving the bookshop for a while. He's actually going to be driving down towards Five Points and just calling Alistair on the way. Quick question, is this, like, where in the timeline is this happening? Like, right uh, after Jeremiah stormed out? Yeah, basically. If there's something you want to have happen before um, Alex makes this phone call, you can. No, I just wanted to see what kind of headspace Alistair's in. So, yeah, I think he's still, like, propped up on the floor against the bookcase. Just, like, slowly answers the phone. Hello. Hello, Alistair. Is is this a good time? Well, I've had worse times today, so I suppose it's all right. I just had kind of a question for you. Do go on. I've been speaking with a couple of people over the last day or so, and apropos of nothing, if there were, let's call it, two spirits in one body, and one were to want to remove one of them and place them in a different vessel. Do you think that is within your abilities? Um, MC, is that within my abilities? Would that be like a, a sanctum thing? Yes, that would be a sanctum thing. But probably within your abilities. It would be not exactly easy to do, but... Well, I don't call myself a novice of the arcane arts. I should be able to do it. Perfect. I'm going to get a vessel. Do you think, oh, let's call it Boudet's would be enough prep time for you? Who exactly is uh, being sucked out of whom? I'll inform you at the moment, but I'm playing this rather close to the chest for the time being. All right, two days should give me time to seal up this gaping wound and get everything back to normal. I'm sorry, gaping wound? Are you are you injured? Should I find someone else? No, Silk is here. It'll be fine. Yes, well, do be careful with that. Yes, yes, the threat has passed. No need to worry. Fantastic. 
I have one more stop to make today, but I'll be in touch soon. All right. Just, you know where the manor is, correct? I, I have been there, yes. Let me know when you're stopping by. Of course, and I appreciate your assistance in this matter. And Alistair will hang up. And that's fine. Once Alex gets to five points, he's actually going to uh, park probably near Victor's old alley, just out of half, uh, and remove uh, Zhu's phone from the glove box and switch it on. I think it's part of that same uh, cabal, isn't he? That should be fun. Yep. When Zhu's phone turns on, there is a voicemail. Well, you know, let's check that first. This is the voicemail box of one, seven, six, five, 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 blah, blah, blah. You have one new message. Hello. I'm assuming whoever's listening to this is the one who, um, killed my brother, and I'm just going to assume, for funsies' sake, that you're not human. Whenever you get this message, I would love to have a conversation with you, and, you know, just give me a call back and we'll find somewhere to meet. You know, that's, uh, that's actually kind of where Alex was going with this too, so he is going to call back. All right. The phone rings once or twice and then it uh picks up and you just hear a well i don't assume this is my brother back from the dead yet no and i apologize it's probably going to take a little longer than useful mm. a little longer than usual i imagine as much we have his body so yes that's actually what i wanted to call you about i'm offering you a trade a trade color me interested i take the body you get him Think about it. Calm back. And I hang up. Oh, I was going to let you roll to persuade an NPC, but okay, I'll let. Oh, I mean, I can, I can, I can still do that if you want. Yeah, go ahead and roll after the fact so I get an idea overall how Finn is going to respond to this. Oh, that's a five. Okay, so you parked near Victor's old alley, right? Yep. Um, as you hang up the phone, you hear like a slight tapping on your window. And when you look, it is Isabel Lane. Oh, cool. Roll down the window. Hello, Alex. It's lovely to see you. What are you doing down here in our neck of the woods? Trying to do a little business. What can I help you with? Nothing. I just saw you here and was wondering if my, oh, good toothy friend would want to maybe have some confession. And she gestures down towards the parish. You know, it's been quite a minute since I've confessed and... It might take a while. That's fair. I just thought I'd say hi since I saw you. Yes. Well. And, uh, it's that thing where technically Alex actually owes Isabella a debt right now, so he's not trying to be rude. Does Alex still owe Isabella a debt? Yep. She smiles and says, I understand that you're a busy man, but I did agree to do something for you. So I guess the question is, is she trying to use that debt to, like, um, to, like, strong arm him into like confessing or whatever nope. she's trying to get out of that nope, nope she's just trying to i'm just, just trying being to say annoying hi. and dangling somebody who he might want to kill in <laughs> front of him right now that's all that's fine alex actually doesn't have anything against isabel so so he's going to uh you know toss the phone back in his glove box uh, keep it on this time yes well as a bit of friendly advice i am going to be having a meeting with a member of your group in the next couple of days and I have recently learned some information that has somewhat colored my view of how this is going to go. Oh, really, now? Hmm. You know what? Sure. 
Let's go to church. We get the shot of the two of you walking into the parish. We're going to swing back around to Victor and Dinah then. What is Axel's last name? Simon. Simon. S-I-E-M-O-N. Axel Simon and Dinah Simmons are both here. And I'm just like, Sorry. I am sorry about that. Dinah's last name is Simmons. People have similar last names. It's fine. Yes, it is. Okay. So if I recall correctly, I get two questions and she gets one. Yes. As Axel is jotting down this message for you to bear. What's your character hoping to get out of Axel? Axel has been a very consistent client who pays on time and keeps coming back with more work. Dinah is very interested in maintaining that business relationship. On a emotional friendship relationship level, she is completely lost right now and has no clue what she wants. Cool. But it's not a no. Sure. (laughs) It's just a maybe not no. It's a we'll see how much more Jeremiah pisses. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Who's pulling Dinah's strings? This is probably going to sound a little weird, but it's really Jeremiah who has been pulling Dinah's strings. Sure. A lot of things have happened in all of the craziness, and Jeremiah's normally her consistent, but he kind of breached her trust, and things have been going weird, and she's getting beat up for... Being keeping client secrets and then Jeremiah freaked out on that, which made her react really weirdly. So a lot of her reactions have kind of been based upon how he's been reacting to things. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't mind me as I keep twisting the knife in Jeremiah. You feel real bad right now. I figure I get all of that out of the, yeah, I the second time she says, yeah, I know Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I I know, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. You just pick up all of the subtext there. Mm-hmm. And she gets to ask me one of these yes. questions. I think she is curious about, you know, like she kind of sits down and Liz looks at Axel for a minute and she has him pretty well figured out and she looks at a completely different type of werewolf. So what are you looking for? Like, what are you... What could I do or somebody in my position do to help you further your goals? She wants to know how she could put you in her debt. I'm a baron, but I'm making lots of enemies right now. I'd love to make a friend. Aww. What's friends? It does mean it in the ally sense, but... (laughs) (laughs) I know, Um, but it's still, it was just a very cute line. Specifically, though... He's got real cash flow problems. This is obvious by the clothes he's wearing, the car he's driving, and the fact that he has to pay uh, someone in debts for a gun. You know, that's fair. If he can set up a uh, way to make money, he would jump on the opportunity. Dinah pulls out her, like, you know, you say that like you need friends and kind of looks up and down, kind of glances outside, pulls out her business card. And hands it over to you. If you just want to call me or shoot me a text sometime, I'm I'm looking for muscle sometimes. Well, I've got lots of that. And Axel looks up and has a napkin folded up and um, hands it over to you. As he's handing it over, he's like, you're not so bad, kid. He is, like, older, to be fair. He's not just, like, being totally patronizing. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. You know, I try. Uh. 
I'll try to get this to her. I'll let you know if I do. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, my number's on the one for her. Of course, I'd prefer you not read that. There's another one in there that has my number. Yeah. Um, I tuck those on the inside of my jacket pocket and uh, put the uh, the card in there as well. All right. You two have a good meeting. <laughs> I'll go talk to Jeremiah. Finger gun at Dinah and heads up. Finger guns. So the the Fey move is just I get to ask you, uh, a promise of you, and the promise I'm going to get from you is I would like you to find out the reason why Cassius and my queen happen to be looking for me right now. And you're asking Alistair to do that? I know he's not necessarily the best person to do it, but I'm willing to use any of my minions. I mean friends. Is there perhaps a lead you can give me to point me in the right direction so I can find something out about this? Sure, I have other people in Cassius's court um that i can point you to but i i'm leaving this mostly in the uh in your probably capable hands if you could provide me with something of their personal effects it would be much easier but i'll see what i can do would a letter that they sent me count as a thing that they had or belong to them yes i will allow that so yeah um i will furnish that letter for you at some point so that you can do something with it. You can, of course, refuse my promise, and then you would just owe me two more debts. Nah, I think Alistair will do it. Or at least try. His plans don't always work out that well. They're so much fun. Uh, what, what's the, the wizard intimacy move? When you share a moment of intimacy, blah, 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 decide whether you care about them or not. If you don't, they go about their business as normal. If they do, they take minus one ongoing to escape until they get some intimacy somewhere else. Um, so do you care about me? I think, believe it or not, in this moment, Alistair actually does, because Damn it. he was knocking on, well, not Heaven's door for sure. Uh, <laughs> he was knocking on the gates of hell, and Silk brought him back. So I mean, That's one way to get answers about your parents. Yeah, but he'd prefer to get them when they're still, you know, actionable. So yeah, you've got a minus one. So I am not escaping any situations. I mean, to be fair, Silk will get some intimacy somewhere else pretty soon, most likely. Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, Theodora's in hell, so I'll find someone else. Is she in hell still? A very important question. We're not sure yet. <laughs> or any of the other shadows. I mean, fair. You're going back to your planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta ha- give Victor a gun and uh, start making plans for how to deal with demons coming after him. Question. Him a- Do we yes. want Victor and Jeremiah to show up at Jeremiah's apartment at the same time? Yes. 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 So we get that scene in the parking lot of Jeremiah and Victor both arriving at Jeremiah's apartment complex at the same time. Jeremiah looks rough. Uh, one arm of his suit has been singed up, uh, and there's, like, nasty burns and Lichtenberg pattern scarring, like, working its way up his, from his hand up some of his arm. And he looks, he looks kind of in shock, just, like, not his usual, like, composed self. Jeremiah, do you need to go to the hospital? I'll be fine. Uh, how'd the demon business go? <sighs> Come inside and we'll talk. Okay. So uh, Jeremiah will lead Victor up to uh, his apartment. 
Jeremiah and Victor, when you get to Jeremiah's apartment door and Jeremiah reaches with his keys, um, it's clear that the door is ajar, that the lock has been kicked in, and that someone either went into the apartment or is still in there. Jeremiah grabs up a gun he doesn't have anymore. Fuck. I push on Jeremiah's chest. I give you my gun. Oh, thank God. Jeremiah will relax a little bit. I see. It's a revolver. Um, I can use a revolver. And then I head in first. Uh, Jeremiah will come in afterwards, covering Victor as best he can. And as we get that shot of the two of you walking into the broken into apartment, our camera fades to black. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to us on your preferred podcatcher and follow us on Twitter at St. Fleur Pod. If you want to support the creators who are bringing you this content, consider becoming a patron. You can find us on Patreon at the link in the episode description. Unable to be a patron but still want to support us? Leave us a rating and a review on your podcatcher or send us a tweet with your thoughts on this episode so others can see how much you like what you're hearing. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast emceed and edited by Landon Cornell. You can find him on Twitter at OccasionalGM. Alistair is voiced and played by Andy. You can find him on Twitter at AndyLion92. Alex is voiced and played by Jeremy. You can find him on Twitter at TayuFace. Silk is voiced and played by Eric. You can find him on Twitter at PrimeFactorX01. Victor is voiced and played by Evan. You can find him on Twitter at Nyquest underscore JE. And finally, Jeremiah is voiced and played by Allison. Urban Shadows is a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing game written, designed, and developed by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz-Truman. It is published by Magpie Games, who you can find at magpiegames.com or on Twitter at magpieofficial. We're currently running Edition 1 of Urban Shadows on Shadows of St. Fleur, but Edition 2 is in the works. It was successfully kickstarted not too long ago, and playtests are currently happening over at magpiegames.com. So if you are interested in checking that out, go there to get more information. Another big thanks to Ogre from Corpses and Curios for guest editing this episode. Make sure to go check out the work they're doing in Urban Shadows with a very different setting over at Corpses and Curios. Farewell, dear listener, and we'll see you next time you visit St. Fleur.